Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home, live inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. Well, today's episode will hopefully be very inspiring for people. I actually have two people from a wonderful organization called Healing ALS, and they are going to be updating us on all the advancements made in the disease that for some people has actually been reversed. A very exciting interview with Patricia Tomowski and Scott Douglas of founders of Healing ALS. And I'm also going to be speaking with none other than McGruff, the crime fighting dog. You thought maybe he was too old? Absolutely not. He is alive and well and has some great information for us. It's all on the way home with Laura Smith brought to you by Balance of Nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule and fiber and spice as well. So Balance of Nature is this incredible product that I think there's a couple other companies there that are trying to emulate it, but they are not because Balance of Nature is the only company of fruits and veggies that actually only has fruits and veggies in them. Nothing else has been added. Nothing has been created in a laboratory. It's just fruits and vegetables. They found a way that no one else has found out how to do to get all the water out, keep 100% of the nutrition in, then pulverize them and put them in these capsules. And then you get 10 servings a day when you take three and three capsules, three of the vegetables, three of the fruits. It's incredible. 10 servings. Do you get 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day? Probably not. I know I don't. If I don't take balance of nature, I absolutely do not. I'm lucky if I get two. And a serving is the size of your fist. So look down at your fist and say, do I get 10 fist size of fruits and vegetables that are raw? No, we do not do that most of the time. Balance of nature has taken all the work and all the guesswork out of that. And it's just an incredible way to get your nutritional impact, basically, that you need stay healthy, stay alert um, to, there, there are so many different things that having good nutrition aids in your life. And you can see all of it by going to their website, balanceofnature.com. There's lots of testimonies there. You can hear it also here on the radio. So many people telling their stories of what taking balance of nature has done for them. It's truly inspiring. And you can get 35% off when you order by using my name, Laura. L-A-U-R-A. You just put that into the promo code or you tell the person on the phone. Either way that you order, you put Laura into the promo code. If you do it online, it's balanceofnature.com. Or if you do it on the phone, it's 800-2468-751. 800-2468-751. Both ways, you tell the person or you put in the promo code, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, for free shipping and 35% off. The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Sadly, when we hear the words ALS or the letters, I should say, we also think of Lou Gehrig's disease. We think of people that we have known and loved in our lives who have gotten this disease. And um, it, it just strikes a chord because forever, I think most of us, many of us feel that it's one of those things that has no cure, no possibility of reversal. But 
I've met some people through a friend of mine who's been on the show many times, Gabby Fay, and um, she is a huge proponent of the ALS, a healing ALS organization, because her mother in, has ALS and she has met these wonderful people who have done so much for the cause and um, they have a lot to teach us and they have an event coming up. So I'm very excited to have the founders of Healing ALS with us today, Patricia Tomowski and Scott Douglas. Thank you so much for being on the way home. Thank you. Hi, Laura. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, so I was, first of all, I was interested in just having someone on to talk about it because I knew that Gabby, who is a young actress, um, so amazing, is so involved um, because her mom has ALS. And it's just, I'm so moved by her compassion and, and what she has done in terms of um, bring awareness and be involved with organizations and such. So when she told me about you, I said, you know what? I want to have them on. It sounds like you are doing something a little bit different in the, the scope of what other maybe organizations or, um, just p- people who have gone through it before. You're doing things a little bit differently. And I'm so interested to hear about every, all the work that healing ALS is doing. So, Go ahead and just hit us with the 101, whoever wants to start first, Scott or Patricia. Well, um, I'd like to go ahead and start um, because ALS, let's describe it first. A myotropic lateral sclerosis. It is a devastating disease. It affects the motor neurons. It's a slow progressing degenerative disease, and sometimes it can progress rapidly. This disease, it affects everything from your nerves to your motor neurons that actually contribute to losing your voice if you have bulbar. There's a C9 gene that this affects you too. And it affects so many different people in so many different ways because there's multiple causative factors of ALS. It's not just one thing you catch and one thing you can fix. Well, I think I'm probably like a lot of people out there. Is it I don't know much about the disease itself. Is it hereditary? Is it something that you acquire just randomly? Um, how does how does how do some people get this particular disease? Ninety five percent of this disease is sporadic. That means anyone can get it, and it's an average age of onset is of diagnosis is fifty four years old. So you're talking young people at that point. Mm-hmm. And about five, the most 10, but about 5% is familial. That means you're going to get it genetically. But what we've found is that even the people with the genetic gene, they don't necessarily get it. It all depends on how many toxins you're exposed to, how much stress you're under. So that gene may or might, may not ever actually display itself. So even when you get the gene, you don't necessarily, and we found out the reversals. So one of the things that people don't realize is that Duke University has documented over 57 ALS reversals right now. And that, and, and understand they checked out about 150 yeah, at least. So it's not like th- these reversals are exist. My guess is there's probably like a thousand out there and we don't even know it. So what we decided to do is study the ALS reversals. So if, if you want to know how I got into it, I started back in 2009, 10. My grandmother had died of Alzheimer's and then my mother was diagnosed 
at the end of 2009. And I just figured, okay, there's nothing you can do about Alzheimer's. It's old age and this is the way it is. But let me see if I can look up some vitamins on the internet. And like, I knew that omega-3 was good for the brain and B-complex is good for the brain. So let me just give her some brain vitamins. Maybe that will slow it down. We found dozens of people who had reversed Alzheimer's. Yes. And I was like, I didn't think this was possible. And mm. some wrote books. And anyway, and it, and every time we, and Scott is a journalist. You, you can give you a little journalism background. Well, just a little here, <laughs> but I've got over 30 years experience working with various affiliates, mostly NBC affiliates. And um, I had an investigative journalism background with them. And so we decided to actually investigate these ourselves. I mean, boots on the ground, knock on the doors, make sure we have facts, talk with their doctors, their neurologists. And we found so many different facts that were contrary to industry standards on this disease ALS, including Alzheimer's. So. And, and so just understand that uh, we, we kept getting this guy, Eric Edney, and he kept coming up on all my Alzheimer's searches. So that's why we ended up doing ALS. And it was very clear to us that we needed to investigate ALS. It was sort of like, I, I can say it's a God thing, but it, we just kept getting in the head and say, to start with ALS. Yes. We are now, Alzheimer's. Is there any link between Alzheimer's and ALS? Absolutely. Both Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, ALS, and autism, we found out, have all been reversed with integrative medicine. And you're like, wait a minute, why don't we ever hear this on the news? Why don't we ever hear that these neurological diseases can be reversed? Because I didn't know until we started doing research. We had no idea that over 25% of advertising revenues from all of the networks come from big pharma. So these are all natural things that help people heal. That means you don't take pills. You don't take, you take vitamins and supplements and you do detoxification, but there's no pharmaceutical pills involved. So why would, you know, they, why would they want to tell you? And why would they really want to do a fair and balanced reporting on this and Scott has had with NBC firsthand he has had stories squashed uh because on, on purpose yeah, yeah. won't air them this is not new to me that part of it i have been a student of metaphysics for many many years specifically in christian science and they heal by metaphysical thought and prayer and people think that's just a bunch of silly or whatever and nobody bothers to to look into it there are and i've been studying it now for 35 years there are literally millions of healings that have taken place from everything from broken bones to cancer and everything in between i personally myself and my family have had reversals i had uh, covid a month ago and i called my christian science practitioner and I was healed of it in a day, like from very ill to to all the way better. And yet most people have a very hard time hearing this without getting very um, skeptical and also leery and everything else. I can totally understand, especially if it's the media or anyone that's being subsidized, obviously by pharmaceuticals, they're not going to want to hear about it. But you have made it, it sounds like your goal, your mission to not only get out the information that these reversals indeed have happened, 
but showing the research on how they have happened. So let's talk a little bit about, so you said mostly by supplements and things like that. Of the people that you know who have had reversals, have you spoken to them? They are alive and well today. Do they not have the disease? We went through 26 states last year, and we visit ALS patients throughout the country personally. And so um, that is part of our investigative work that we were doing. The mental aspect is what's missing in allopathic medicine. Each one of these reversals had a mindset change so they can focus. They spent time for themselves, be it prayer, be it meditation. It's very important that that was a big step in a part of their healing. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we and they are walking around. So I'm just going to give you a little example. Uh, we have Mark. Um, he's from Florida. He was on a feed. He, he had progressed so much that he was on a feeding tube, a ventilator, uh, could not move at all. In fact, he came on one Sunday and he did. And by the way, now he's walking around. We yeah. met him last year. He was diagnosed in 2011. I two miles with him on the beach. Yes. And. He's walking on the beach. So that's really cool. That, and, and understand at the beginning, he just listened to all these doctors and then he met his wife, Lisa, and she says, you need to go holistic. <laughs> and so they started doing holistic and it took them like three years, but three years, he could not move, eat, breathe or speak. In fact, he came on a Sunday. We do free Sunday webinars every Sunday on healingals.org and and he did a webinar on how to have fun when you can't move, eat, breathe, or speak. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. And wow. Walking around and he's coming to the conference. So yes. we have, yes. if you're interested in the conference, we have, we're going to have about 10 of these reversals actually walking around the conference at healingalsconference.org. And if anybody knows anyone with a neurological disease, you want to check out that website because we're going to have, we have, I think, eight or nine functional medical doctors who are going to be uh, showing all the different techniques that they use and helping their patients reverse. And then we'll have the patients themselves who have reversed and everybody will be able to pick each other's brains. It's going to be incredible. It's, we did one in 19 and it was life changing. Yes. You know, I just am so grateful. And obviously, this show is not purporting that that medical means alone don't work. Many people have had reversals of cancer and things like that. That is true. And everyone has their own path to healing and some do not. But what this I I am interested in bringing are alternatives for people who have actually had success with it and like you said, you being a journalist, an investigative reporter, Scott Douglas, I mean, for you especially, to be able to get the, the research out that you have seen with your own eyes, and you too, Patricia, it's just we need people who are willing to broadcast that, and, and that's why I have you here, and I think this must be a tremendous... I We had a very dear family friend with ALS, and it was almost like back in the day, my mom my mom's mom died of cancer and they she said it was the moment you heard that you had cancer it was your death sentence there was not even a thought that anything could it was just a death sentence and i know that for als patients also that is often you know what what people are told or believe or whatever because of the history of it and such we had a dear friend that that passed from als and they think they got it he got it through Agent Orange when he was in Vietnam, I believe. Um, so, but 
the fact that you're seeing now some patterns and some actual people who are reversing and and are living to tell it and like you said walking to tell it because one of those the main things of ALS is when when people stop being able to walk and speak and how incredible that is I just think it's amazing that you're doing this such bravery and um, such importance for people so tell us uh, let's focus now in our last few minutes here let's focus on the conference how do people find out about it where are people who are not able to make it there in person able to get it online how do they go Yes, so we can, we, 2022, just go to healingalsconference.org. It, we're hoping to be able to live stream it. So if you can, if you cannot come, please click on the donate button because that will help us get the funds we need to be able to live stream it. And that's what we want to do. We want to live stream it. If you can possibly make it in person, it is worth it because we are going to have probably 15 or so machines that are used like frequency machines, biomodulation machines, um, light therapy machines, all these machines that people can try out, plus all the integrative doctors that are going to be there. Imagine being able to pick the brains of like 20 or 30 integrative doctors that are actually going to be at the conference that you can talk to them about what have you found are the best for neurological diseases. Um it's incredible, and it's such a wide variety. They're learning from each other, and then the people with ALS and the family members. So if you can't come, get a family member to come. If you have a family member with MS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's, we know people that are 99% better from these diseases. We had one lady, she was 94 years old. She had no idea she was incontinent. She had no idea who anybody was, and uh she was in her 90s. And she went to a memory clinic. They said, there's nothing you can do. We got her turning around. She knew who the president was. She knew her family. She was continent. She could read the newspaper again. And this is all with holistic medicine. We interviewed her. She's on our YouTube video. Um, wow. We have a healing advocates YouTube video and it has like 170,000 views, but it's all how to reverse Alzheimer's. And it's the same thing as ALS, but come to the conference. If you have a family member with any neurological disease, it is life-changing. What's very important is please invite your neurologist, your medical professional. There will be a medical professional therapeutic think tank placing there. And this think tank will be among these professionals. But it's very important that in this therapeutic think tank, even some of the most critics that are medical professionals get turned around like they did at our last 219 conference. Incredible. Really? So we invite so, the critics. And yes. we have a good announcement. I didn't even tell you about this beforehand, but we have a coupon code called Laura, L-A-U-R-A. And so Thank with you. that coupon code, it's a $50 off coupon code. So to come to the conference, come to the conference. Absolutely. So you get $50 off when you come. And if you bring your doctor, whether it's an MD, a naturopath, uh, a uh, chiropractor, any kind of a doctor, if you bring your doctor to the conference with you, then we actually give you a hundred dollar check when you get there. Yes. Because most doctors, most yeah. we've been to holistic medical conferences. Most mm -hmm. of them are not comfortable with ALS or Alzheimer's. And so we want them at this conference learning from each other and learning from these doctors that have reversals. Most Absolutely. conferences focus on awareness. They focus on treatment to make those more comfortable. 
This is focused on actually healing the disease, stopping the progression, and then reversing your symptoms. So this is a very unique conference, and I wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah. Healing Healing. ALSConference.org. Tell us where the conference is taking place physically. Where is it actually taking place? It's in Salt Lake City, Utah, from the 28th of September through the 2nd of October. So it's the evening of the 28th. There's going to be three full days on uh, on the 29th, 30th, and 1st. And on the 2nd, nobody wanted to go home last time. So we're actually doing an outing for the people with ALS, a wheelchair-friendly outing for the people with ALS and their caregivers. And the medical professionals are put, getting put to work on Sunday from 8 to 2. They are actually going to be doing a think tank for mm-hmm. clinicians only to share all this idea because many clinicians that are coming have reversals of these neurological diseases and they yes. need to learn from each other. They need to learn from each other. The date, once again, for the AL- Healing ALS Conference is? September 28th through October 2nd. It will be a gathering the evening of the 28th. Okay, the 28th through October 2nd is the Healing ALS Conference Dot org and try and get there. If you put Laura into the promo code, thank you for including me in that. I'm, I'm happy to, to have my name put in there. I just think that the more we allow people to share their findings, their ideas, their expertise, um, without being afraid of, of what everyone's going to say about it. And that's, of course, not saying everyone that comes to the conference is going to be healed of anything. What it matters is, is that they are offered an opportunity to see people who have had a reversal of it. And I think one of the clearest and most important aspects of any disease, any problem in life is hope. Hope. And hope is people that were diagnosed two and a half years ago that are still working. So maybe they haven't stopped the progression or reversed yet, but they've slowed it down to a crawl. Or maybe they haven't had any. One of them has been stable for a year. Another one's been stable for uh, nine months so far. They're not perfect, but they're still able to go to work. They love their jobs. They're still able to support their families. They're in their 50s or their 40s. And what a gift. So maybe they haven't been able to reverse it yet, but but this is a success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so very much. This is the team that founded Healing ALS with a conference coming up on the September 28th through October 2nd. It's called Healing ALS conference.org. That's the website where you can find out how to get there to Salt Lake City. And by all means, please, uh, mention my name, Laura, if indeed you go and you would like a discount on the conference. Anything last and final you'd like to say at this moment, no, both that's of you? It. Just register and you do a coupon code, Laura. It will give you $50 off. If you cannot come and you just want to support us and support the live stream, just click the donate button on healingalsconference.org. Patricia Tomowski and Scott Douglas, thank you for your courageous work. In this area, it is um, a truly remarkable. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you, Laura. Thank, Thank you, you so Laura. much for having us on. Thank you. Thank you for being on the way home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. 
Well, do you remember growing up and watching those uh, sort of public service uh, announcements that were cartoonish in nature with McGruff the crime dog? I know I do. He was a staple in trying to take a bite out of crime. Well, he still exists. In fact, he has a nephew and he has uh, a colleague that he works with, Paul Del Ponte, who is an accomplished nonprofit executive and an award-winning con- communicator and a consumer advocate as the executive director of the National Crime Prevention Council. And so we're going to be speaking both with Paul Del Ponte today and McGruff the Crime Dog. So happy to have you both on the way home. Thanks Great to be time. with you. <laughs> so, I mean, how did I ever think I would get the pleasure of actually speaking with McGruff the Crime Dog? I didn't. You you must be getting up there in, in dog years, no, McGruff? Well, we're working on 42 human years, if you take that time seven. But, you know, I still feel like a young pup, and my veterinarian gives me uh, A-OK. <laughs> That's great news. Great news. Well, I'm happy to see that you're alive and well, and the messaging back in my day when I used to see you on TV, you were basically trying to help us take a bite out of crime in terms of getting those criminals off the street. And that, you know, could be just your... The everyday run-of-the-mill criminals, right? But things have changed, yeah, obviously. You know, in the early life. days, yeah. In, in the early days, of course, it was uh, making your homes, your communities a safer place to live. Get involved, join neighborhood watch. Then we worked with stranger danger, then drugs and gangs, and then just making communities safer. Then we got into internet safety, and of course, uh, uh, you know, a fast-growing crime that has been happening is identity theft. But now we have a great campaign, and I'd like to turn it over to Paul because he's going to be uh, sharing with you the importance of uh, not buying counterfeit uh, items, but go for real. Oh, right. right. Well, that that's it. So this is this is the latest trend in in maybe uh, uh, criminal behavior, basically. And that's in um, making counterfeit products. Is that correct, Paul? That is correct. It's a growing problem, and it really is turned into a money issue and a money-making machine for criminals that makes uh, Al Capone look like an amateur. Uh, It is global in nature. It is dangerous. They are making everything. In the last couple of years, one of the more alarming things that we've heard pop up are fake pills laced with fentanyl being sold to kids on social media sites, poisoning kids, killing kids. And it's just the tip of the iceberg of the depth of the products that these international cartels are making to dupe us with. Everything from fake sporting goods equipment, supposed to be designed to protect you from an accident. If a ball hits you in the head, uh, you're wearing a fake baseball helmet, you're going to get injured. Uh, You fall off a bike with a fake bike helmet, you're going to be rushed to the ER. Uh, the list goes on and on. Fake cosmetics, fake, fake electronics that can blow up your face, in your face. And it's just dangerous and it's an alarming and it's going to keep growing because consumers keep buying fake products. And as long as we keep putting money into the hands of criminals, they're going to keep doing their crime. Now, I'm interested. How are people getting their hands on all these fake products and why? I do, are, are they going to websites that they think are the real ones, but they really are not? How is it that this is taking place? Most people, if they know it's fake, I would imagine are not that interested unless there is a huge price differential and they think they're getting 
you know, the real deal, but for a lot less. So how is this taking place? That, that's part of it. Uh, you know, it goes back to the old adage. If, if, a, if a deal sounds too good to be true, too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, if, it, if it's a price is so far below what you know a product goes for, it's probably fake. And, you know, how are they doing it? They're doing it everywhere. And that's part of the problem. So that's why uh, we need to educate consumers more than, more than ever before. They are on websites. They're on legitimate websites. So they're sneaking in there. Uh, that's what criminals do. They sneak in when no one's watching. And, you know, if you remember in the early days when we were kids in the McGruff commercials, he went into the house with a flashlight and turned your lights on because the last thing a criminal wants to be see, uh, have happen is to be exposed. And that's mm-hmm. just what this campaign is out to do. It's to expose criminal behavior online and off about fake products. So they are on legitimate websites. They're on fake websites. If you are on your computer and you're buying something and you think you're on Amazon.com, but you notice Amazon spelled wrong, close down that browser. It's a fake. If you're uh, on a website and you see a product and you look at it, look at it closely. Look at the logo. Uh, look at the address. Is it a real legitimate address that you're mailing away for? Is there a return address where you can make a return? Is it spelled right? Companies, t- Real companies take great pride in their websites, and they make sure everything's spelled right, and they make sure all the colors are right. If that seems off, it's probably fake. Absolutely. The, the scariest one that you, you're talking about, well, I would imagine, besides things that blow up when, when you use them, would be the fentanyl-laced uh, yeah, drugs that absolutely. people think they're they're getting um, regular prescription drugs, and are people buying these drugs on the street? Or are they buying them online? It's a combination. Uh, a lot of times, uh, m- for the most part, the the, uh, the the point of contact is online. That's where the enticement is made. It's on a website. Sometimes you can mail away for it. A lot of times, and this is even more dangerous. Uh, a, a teenager will make connection with somebody on a social media platform like Snapchat. They send a message, and then the message, and they they uh, set up a meeting place. The message disappears, and then the kid is meeting somebody after school behind some some building. And a lot of times, too, the kid can get beat up, and you know all sorts of things can happen because you got to keep in mind somebody who's selling you a fake product is a criminal, and criminals do bad things. That's right. Absolutely. So you have a new campaign. I know that you have uh, a National Crime Prevention Council produced PSA, public service announcement from Jim Henson Studios, the the, the fame behind uh, the Muppets and uh, Sesame Street. So um, what is this campaign going to be really geared towards? Is it mostly towards children or is it towards everybody? It's aimed at teens and tweens, but the message is actually aimed at everyone because everyone needs to hear it. Uh, and we, we did have the pleasure of going out to L.A. with McGruff and, and our whole team to film at that famous studio. Um, and McGruff has this great 3D look. Uh, part of this is to introduce McGruff to a new generation. Uh, we grew up with McGruff, and we heard loud and clear from parents uh, our, we're, we grew up with McGruff, we trust McGruff, and we want McGruff to keep our kids safe. And that's really where the call for this came from, was some parents who said, we need McGruff back. We don't know what our kids are doing online. We need to keep them, we need to keep them safe, and McGruff is the best dog to do it. Absolutely he is. We're grateful for McGruff. And McGruff has a nephew, apparently, that is appearing with him also. Tell us about your nephew. Is it Scruff? 
Yes, it's Gruff, and we've been together since the early 1990s, and over the years we've done a lot of campaigns together. And he's a pretty smart little guy. And uh, it starts off, of course, as Paul mentioned, with a new look. But with uh, Scruff, he thinks he's talking to his uncle, but it turns out the uncle McGruff is a fake. And uh, it doesn't take long for Scruff to figure it out. And uh, the fake McGruff kind of kicks him off to the side, and that's when yours truly comes in. And uh, we give the, the fake McGruff a going-away party. But it's a, it's a great way to promote the counterfeit uh, items that people can purchase each and every day, and we want people to go for real and not buy the counterfeit uh, fakes. Absolutely, McGruff, and um, it, this is a, an awareness, like you said, for every age. We need to know what's going on for our kids and for ourselves as well. Um, how can people get more in, uh, information and maybe even see the PSA? Is it Has it been produced and released yet? It is produced. It's released. Uh, we hope you put it on the air. We have radio available as well as TV, and we're going to be all over the Internet. People can come to our website, ncpc.org slash real. You can watch the PSAs there. You can uh, uh, play some games and learn how to be a dupe detector yourself, just like McGruff, and spot fake products before you buy them. Be a dupe detective is what you're calling it. We want everyone, you're never too young to be a dupe detective and save people from buying counterfeit items that are potentially extremely dangerous. Paul Del Ponte and McGruff the Crime Dog, thank you so much for, for helping us take a bite out of crime in this day and age. Thanks for coming on the way home. Well, thank you for having us. And remember, working together, we can take a bite out of crime. (laughs) All right. Good to hear from him. I feel like I just had a big celebrity on the show. Great stuff. (laughs) I I sure did. And you too, Paul Del Ponte. Thanks for all you're doing to get Uh, the message out. Great to be on. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And don't forget, be a dupe detective and educate yourself. If you're listening to The Way Home, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Laura Smith, and here's a minute of purpose, improving your life 60 seconds at a time. The concept of self-love may sound kind of selfish, but it's essential for living your best life. So what are some things you can do to have a better relationship with yourself? One, try affirmations. This is about repeating a short, positive statement about yourself on a regular basis. So what's something good you can choose to affirm? Come on, there are at least a few things. Two, mirror work. This is just what it sounds like. If you have a problem, talk to yourself in the mirror. You might be surprised at the solutions you come up with. Three, try new things. Shake it up and get out of your rut. It builds confidence. Finally, practice random acts of kindness. Not only do they help other people, they'll make you feel great too. Loving yourself is key to a great life. So appreciate your unique place in the world. This has been your Minute of Purpose. Find more now at nowwithpurpose.com. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, for 16 years, the Coors Light Lideris program has recognized, highlighted, and honored the achievements of emerging 
Latino leaders through an online public voting competition, a national campaign, and community outreach. And last year, five leaders were selected to receive $10,000, a grant for their nonprofit organization and professional development access um, to all sorts of uh, change makers and a network. And these trailblazers have demonstrated um, a real impact on their communities. And so we have with us today, Jennifer Cortez of the Magdaleno Leadership Institute in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. That's a mouthful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. Thank you. Happy to be here. It sounds interesting. Coors Light. Uh, what is this Lideris program? What does Lideris mean? Is that leaders? No. Yes, Laura, it is leader. It is, it is leader in Spanish. It, it is a, the Coors Light Lideris program, as you said, is a 16-year-old program that brings together uh, the work of inspiring and passionate leaders who are making impactful changes in the communities that they represent and building the next generation of Latino leaders themselves. So and I'm happy to be a part of that. Happy to be here on the call with you. Well, it's exciting. And, you know, so what is it? So tell us some of the, the great aspects of being named um, a Coors Light Leader of the Year. So uh, so I get to be part of other, I, I think there's been more than 21 nonprofit organizations involved with uh, o- over $400,000 in grants uh, just from Movidus in the past. So that's an exciting part. I also I was able to uh, give a $10,000 grant to the Magdaleno Leadership Institute for the incredible work we do together. And uh, and I'm part of this network of the Coors Light Leaders Change Makers Alumni Network, which is uh, just helps me to better grow, helps me to, to really uh, fit into this groove of being on a platform and, and, and speaking out and, and, talk, and, uh, and representing both MLI, the Magdalene Leadership Institute, and the Coors Lightly Leaders Program. So yeah, that's a great benefit. <laughs> fantastic. And, and the Magdaleno Leadership Institute, tell us what exactly the work is going towards and how many people you're impacting. Of course. So, so we received our. We've already used our grant. Uh, we and uh, the work that we do is the Magdalena Leadership Institute. Uh, we're mainly in the education space, and we work with teachers. We work with parents to really help grow the future, uh, the future generation to to get to create an ecosystem and an environment that helps uh, that helps the future generation that they're teaching. Um, and what we already did with our $10,000 grant is it went to a program that we uh, that we had in South Texas in Laredo, actually, United ISD, where we brought together teachers to, uh, to for development workshops, for um, to, to really show that teachers are, are not just leaders in their classroom, but they're leaders in the community, they're national leaders, they're global leaders. And we even had uh, over 3,000 parents also attend that conference with us. And for many of those parents, they haven't been able to travel much. So we really took it to them to give them, to make them feel also that they are global leaders. They had passports. We had, we brought in all kinds of things uh, that was really inspiring and really great connection. It was, it was such a, it was really, truly impactful work that we did there. And then part of this, everyone was so inspired that that $10,000 ended up being a seed grant to really help the over $100,000 commitment we ended up receiving during that uh, during that program to open there in South Texas an entire parent center that includes a cafe and a clothing boutique, mental wellness courses, and re- resources that just continue to ripple from that original course, like there's a grant that we received. 
That's really wonderful that they do this. Has Coors Light been doing this for a long time, or is this something new? So Coors Light has been doing this since 2006, so for 16 years. And um, I'm one of the co-founders of the Magdaleno Leadership Institute. But the other co-founder, Matteo Magdaleno, is actually a former Coors Light Libertas winner from, I want to say, either 2009 or 2008. And part of what we do also, because... Even the creation of, of Magdalena Leadership Institute goes back to him being named as that leader as well back over 10 years ago. Uh, we every year nominate someone. And right now we're going through our, our files to figure out who we want to nominate this year because uh, that is uh, part of what we do every year because we know how impactful this core light, the Core's Light Leaders program is. And this is for all across um, leaders across the U.S. and Puerto Rico. And uh, can people sign up to be to get in on it and and to nominate the, the people that they want to nominate or themselves, the organizations themselves? Yes, they can. So nominations are happening right now. They can go to www.coreslightleaderess.com. That's leaderess, L-I-D-E-R-E-S. And they can nominate. Organizations can nominate. And any great leaders that you see in your communities, I really encourage to nominate um, because it's it's been so impactful for us here at the Magdalena, Magdalena Leadership Institute for as long as we've been in existence. So it's an incredible program and an incredible network that you become a part of. Wonderful. That is great. Once again, I'll, I'll give that website. It's Coors Light Leaders dot com l i d e r e s coorslightleaders dot com uh, to nominate Latino leaders across the U S and Puerto Rico uh, that are truly making an impact and could really use the wonderful uh, ten thousand uh, dollars grant money. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer Cortez, and thank you. And I'm happy for you also um, for being a recipient as well. Thanks for joining us on the way home. Thank you, Laura. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. If I had a dollar for every time someone told me they wished they could turn on the TV or turn on the radio and hear just good news stories that would make them happy. I've been saying that my whole life. So wouldn't you know it? I get a radio show and I decide that is going to be a weekly feature, a feature of good news stories, stories that uplift, that that are positive, that make you realize that there is so much good going on in the world despite the rest of what we're hearing about. So in order to do that, I had to uh, dispatch the most uh, famous, I'm going to say, and uh, skillful good news gatherers ever. I call him my guru of good news. That would be Jim Cleefield. Jimmy Dean, what do you have in the good news department today? I always have good news for you, don't we? Well, we'll start with a, a story of a woman who... Lost her wedding ring, but uh, thankfully was able to get it back. And uh, this happened recently. Uh, in fact, she got a Facebook plea for this. Uh, it was shared 3,000 times, as a matter of fact. Well, it happened to reach a man named Lou Acey. He's 60 years old, and uh, he is one of those uh, good Samaritans was trying to help in the search. He spent a total of uh, f- several hours over three days trying to find this for her, this wedding ring, this heirloom that once belonged to her grandmother of many, many years ago. And you can imagine how devastated she must have been. Like, it just fell off her finger and she said oh no i must have lost it well anyway she sent this play out on facebook and everybody's been getting messages he in particular though worked especially hard to try to find it he said you know 
I don't take failure very well, said Lou. Well, he decided to just continue the search. He's one of these metal detector hobbyists. You know, one of those people who have those treasure finders. You just go in the ocean, you see maybe you'll, you'll run into some piece of metal or something like that. Well, after a search that turned up nothing, everybody was trying to help out a lot of volunteers. Uh, he just said, you know something, I'm going to give this one more try. I'm going to give it the old college try and see if I can do this one more time and find that ring for her. Well, guess what? He found it buried about four inches underneath of that sandy ocean. And he sent a message and a picture back to this woman, Francisca Teal, and said... This is the ring that you lost, right? She said, OMG, it's it, right? Well, anyway, he eventually returns it to Francesca, the 29-year-old woman. She uh, has the ring back, and she gives it back to her husband. And you know what he did? He got down on one knee, and they kind of renewed their vows because they said the Uh the ring is back in her finger. It was just so sentimental. And she just wanted to thank the kindness of all of these strangers, especially this guy, Mr. Acey, for doing what he did. Because let's face it, I mean, you don't want to lose a wedding ring. Now, I've never been married. I know none of us have. But as I said, it's just a valuable piece a valuable piece, an heirloom, yes. and it just means so much to her. And thankfully, thanks to this gentleman here who'd worked so hard, she has that ring back, and she's so grateful for him. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know how she lost it. Uh, and by the way, when you said none of us have, you're talking about the people who produce this radio show. <laughs> and by the way, this was uh, in the uh, this was in New Hampshire where this happened. I should mention uh, where this all took yes. place. She taught the Boston Globe, but yeah, good good for her and good for him. I mean, he just yes. worked so hard. But I was going to tell you that the way she lost it, only I only know this because we did this good news story during Michiana's Morning News last oh, week. You did. And yes, and she was tossing a football right. with her husband on the beach when it flew off her mm-hmm. finger. Exactly. So, to which then um, John Zimney, my partner on the air, said he lost his two one time when he was washing the garage door. Oh, wow. And He didn't have a metal detector, but he said he was on his hands and knees per his wife's uh, instruction for three days in the grass. I'm afraid of losing my car keys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, indeed. And uh, so, yes, maybe if one of us gets married one day, Bob Small, Jim Cleefield or I will have uh, we'll have a story to tell, too. (laughs) Hopefully not lose it, though. Wear my ring down at the beach. No, (laughs) I would like a beach wedding, though. I think that would be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And don't wash a garage door. Now we digress. (laughs) Let's go on. I know you have at least one more story where that came from. I sure do. Well, let's go to Dallas, Texas. And you might see some kids down there, underprivileged kids, have a little spring in their step, shall we say, thanks to the generosity of some police officers, because they started this program called Share the Shoes. This started about five years ago because they noticed one day that these young kids, these school kids, just weren't wearing the proper footwear. So they decided to pull together and uh, get some money and uh, try to raise some money and get some of these shoes for the kids to make them you know, feel much more comfortable. And it has grown exponentially in the last five years. This year is no different here about in 2022. You know why? Because together with some partnerships with Energy Transfer and some Sunoco employees, they pulled together to get over 500 shoes for these uh, very deserving kids. I think it's all about $10,000. And uh, they shared this on the social media. And uh, over the past two weeks, employees and police officers just saying, you know, this is an opportunity not only to help these kids, but really to bond with the whole community to kind of give back. Because, I mean, police officers, I mean, they really do a lot of good in this country. And especially these people who really have the foresight to notice that, you know, these kids need a little something extra that's back to school time after all and uh, they, they want to you know feel comfortable and like i said they do have their spring in their step because they really have some nice shoes now thanks to this program i love i it. think that's yeah, i do too i love it too i i had stories and i know many many people have stories of grandparents um who literally used to put cardboard in their shoes when they when they got a hole in them and or they would my the classic story in my family is that my grandfather they they were so poor that 
he didn't have shoes. He had to wear his sisters to school when he walked to school. Wow. So it makes you feel quite fortunate, and it really makes you appreciate these people who banded together for these young kids. That's good. You know, as I say every week on the show, and I never get tired of saying it, and I will never stop believing it, but there is way more good in the world than not. Thank you both so very much. Hey, by the way, I was in Connecticut last week and New York for my birthday, and I got to have lunch with you guys in Greenwich, and it was a sight for sore eyes. It I was see magical. Every- it was electric. I just loved every minute of it. Yes. I, it just so wonderful because I usually see you on Zoom, but I actually got to see you face to face and we broke bread or more, more fitting pizza from mm, Dopio. I love pizza. My favorite pizza restaurant. Yes. Yeah. So, Bob Small, thank you so much for being the producer thank with you. the most. And Jim Cleefield, always great news stories to get us through the whole week. Thank you, Lots Bob. of love to everybody. Thank you to also Balance of Nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule. Be safe, be well, be healthy, and have fun from the way home. I'm Laura Smith.